Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I am joined once again by my co-host, Jay Christian Gary, all the way from Focus Fights. And with us, we have a returning fighter. He'll be fighting at Ryzen 17, taking on Satoru Kitaoka. And it's a qualifying match for the lightweight tournament, the much-talked-about lightweight tournament that will be happening later this year at Ryzen. With us, we have Johnny Hollywood Case. Johnny, thank you so much again for doing the interview with us. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, to do this. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. It's good to be back on the show. Uh, so first questions um, I have is, uh, what have you been doing since uh, your last fight with Ryzen? You you beat Yusuke Yachi. Uh, he's uh, he's seen out of one eye, maybe still to this day. Um, but uh, what have you been doing in between now, then and now? Man, training. That's it, man. I, I was training. I was hoping to get uh, hoping to get back in there and fight in April. Um, we had an opponent with that uh, Zota. I don't know his name. He's a jujitsu guy. He actually uh, knocked out. Did he just knock out the guy that I'm getting ready to fight? I think he did. Knock yes, out. he did. Uh, so, uh, Roberto yeah. De Souza. Yeah. That's the chick, yeah. So I was going to fight that, that uh, dude. And uh, then he backed out in April, so then that, that puts me back. Then I was going to fight in June. I was going to fight uh, uh, Tofik uh, Busafa, the whatever his name is. Oh, And then, so that fight didn't happen. So now here I am, eight months down the line, and I finally got a fight lined up, so... Man, I've been, uh, I've just been training. I fucking, I feel good, man. I'm the best shape I've ever been in my life. Uh, I'm the most technical fighter I've ever been. Like, I'm waking up right now at like 170, and I'm eating everything I want to eat, you know what I mean? So, the consistency of having to be in fight camp that long has definitely paid off, but, uh, the fi- financial standpoint, you know, I should have had, uh, two more fights. I should have had two fights already, you know, so. It's a little, it's a little disheartening there, but I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. Actually curious about the, uh, about the fight, so there were rumors, or there was speculation, I should say, that was put out that you'd be fighting Kawajiri, uh, Crusher Kawajiri at Rise of Seventeen. Was that at all actually uh, at all talked about, or? Yeah, that, that was uh, almost finalized, and then he wanted he wanted too much money. I guess is what the issue was. So, uh, so yeah, so he is into, I think he's on the card now. He's fighting another guy that's like seven and zero or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's uh, fighting some one of those Russian prospect guys. 
So what? Uh, what do you? So what do you know about your opponent, uh, Kitawoka? Have you seen any of his fights? Are you familiar with him at all? I have. Yeah, I just watched his last fight. Um, you know, going with that, I've, I've seen like uh, highlights and stuff. Uh, obviously, he's a dangerous submission guy. He's got a good guillotine choke. He's got a good. Uh, he's he's like a leg locker guy. But that's in like uh, pin trays or whatever where they wear shoes and, and shit like that. So. Leg locks are a little easier to come by in that, but still, you know, he's obviously got the skills to finish guys. Um, he's beat some good guys, too, you know. Uh, granted, it was over a decade ago or whatever, but I know the guy's got skills. He's a veteran. This will be like his 70th pro professional fight. So, I mean, the guy's, the guy's dangerous, and he's a legend in the sport. Um, but I'm a, I'm, a new, I'm a different kind of animal, man. You know, I'm longer, lengthier. I move way better. You know, my wrestling, my jiu-jitsu is just... You know, I'm 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 a, I'm a full package, you know, and I feel like uh, I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be too much for him, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna impose my will and I'm gonna get that finish. Uh, question: Do you have a uh, you have a question for uh, Johnny Case? Um. Oh, are you there, Christian? Oh no, maybe not. Okay, uh, I'm going. I'll I'll ask a question in place of his. So, but, uh, okay, so let's talk about the jujitsu aspect. This is probably where he's strongest, on the ground. Do you see yourself at, at all wanting to take this on the ground or just keep it standing up of a guy who's, I would say it's fair to say his, his, his greatest weakness is on the stand-up. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, no, it's for, like, my game plan is to knock him out. Yeah, it's got to knock him out on his feet. But if that takedown presents itself, you know, if he rushes me, I'm definitely going to doing this over a decade now you know and i've been training with some of the best guys in the world best grapplers best kickboxers best wrestlers and you know i can do it all i can you know i'm i'm uh you know i'm a world-class fighter too and um there's nothing that there's nothing in this fight that he's gonna bring to the table that i haven't already seen so yes obviously the game plan is i feel like i'm gonna outclass him uh the biggest i'll, I'll outclass him on the feet with my kickboxing um but yeah, I mean, if it goes to the ground, that's cool too, you know. I, I have skills there, and, and I believe I'm, I'm a better all-around fighter. Uh, have you uh, have you seen, do you know about that he has uh, submissions over people like Paul Daly, Carlos Condit, um, let's see, uh, Darren Crookshank as well. Um, he, he's submitted a lot of people that you that you think maybe would have beat, beat him. Is that all, do you at all feel, I don't know, I don't want to say hesitation, but do you, are you going to be doing extra? Are you working extra careful on your on your guillotine or your submission defense? Uh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously he's got skills with his guillotine chokes and his uh, leg locks. So I mean, we definitely implemented that in my camp. You know, I have my partner, my, my training partners. Um, you know, try to attack that in my in my sparring and stuff. But uh, no, there's nothing about this guy that scares me. You know, um, those, the guys he beat, you know, are kind of like I said, it was over a decade ago for one. Um, you know, it, it was before it was before Usada, and then, you know, I'm not I'm not calling anybody, uh, you know, I'm not calling anybody out, accusing anybody of steroids, but um, <coughs> uh, so, you know, uh, it's kind of uh, it boils down to 
just who I am as a fighter and where I'm at right now. You know, I don't I don't care if this guy is King Kong. You know, I know what I'm capable of, and I'm focusing on me and going out there. And I, of course, I put myself in the worst possible case scenarios because that's what you're supposed to do in a fight camp. And um, that way, you know, for my my worst possible outcome is he's, he latches onto my neck or he latches onto my ankle not prepared because I've been there in my camp a thousand times so no nothing nothing about this fight worries me man but then again I, I, I don't really get worried for any of my fights you know I always just kind of uh, I kind of I check them out see what they're good at see what they like to do and then I just turn all the focus on myself you know that's, and that's really I think uh, what makes what makes me the best fighter uh, sorry, I don't know if you hear, you could probably hear big explosions in the background because people apparently didn't get the memo that July 4th ended yesterday and are still setting off fireworks. So I apologize for the, yes, there's, there's literally like fireworks going off and firecrackers going outside my neighborhood right now. Um, uh, what are they going to say? Oh yeah, so, I'm sorry, I just want to clarify. So, wait, so, I know you said you're not going to, you're not making any accusations of doing of any steroids or anything or any PEDs or anything you did but you did cough a little bit it sounded like I just want to make sure you're not at all 100% saying he's on anything just want to make sure about that no. okay no, good no, no, no. Uh, one one thing I do want to talk about uh, beside the fight is the MMA lab and that you guys are I think are one of the under the radar camps so far in in, in, in 2018 2019 Benson Henderson had a successful 2018 in Bellator um, obviously you're winning Ryzen uh, last year uh, we got Henry Corrales knocking out um, Aaron Pico. Uh, earlier this year, and I'm pretty sure there's other people um, that have ha had successes that I just can't, um, I don't know of or can't think of at the moment. But what, what is it about the MMA lab that's been? Uh, what what have you guys been doing lately? That's just been I don't know maybe different or has there been any changes or additions coaching wise? Can you just talk about about what's so going actually, on? Actually, um, I, I I moved to Las Vegas and I trained at Extreme Couture. Okay. Here for, the, for like the past eight months, but um, actually I was with, I was with MMA lab for you know three years previous to that and I had just made the move to Las Vegas at a shrimp tour uh, when I had that fight and so I wasn't exactly comfortable with the coaches just just yet being in my corner so that's why I, I actually went back and did my last camp at the MMA lab just because it was everything was familiar and I had all the coaching and everything like that um, but dude I can't say enough about the MMA lab you know it was my fan it's my family it still is my family you know Benson Henderson's a great guy Henry Crouch everybody there is just, it's just all love there you know and and I think that's kind of what makes it successful. It's not just like, uh, you know, a run-of-the-mill team where it's like, yeah, come on, come on, we don't care, you know. It's like, no, it's like you got to fucking put your time in. you got to prove yourself to even get on the mat with the pro team, you know. And uh, when you're in there, it's like it's a, it's a brotherhood. It's family, you know. It's brothers and sisters, and we're in there working hard. We're grinding, and, and uh, you know, you're only, a, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And, and, and at the MMA lab, that's... You know, that's kind of what we preach, you know. It's uh, it's all love, and everybody watch out for everybody. And when they lose, we lose, and when they win, we win, you know. It's not it's not a, it's not a selfish, it's not a selfish place, and I think that's what, um, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the part of the MMA lab that really, that really shines through the most. 
Oh, so so you're back at uh, Extreme Couture, is what you're saying? Is that your what your camp that you're training for this fight coming up, and they're going to be seconding you for this fight? Correct. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I'm, so I'm here at Extreme Couture now. Um, it was just you know it was a personal thing. Like uh, you know I met uh, I met my girlfriend Emily Whitmire. Um, you know we were both at a stage in our careers, and I was like you know I just got cut from the UFC, and um, you know I, I just had more opportunities here in Las Vegas. Plus you know woman I love is living in here in Las Vegas so it was just the right move to come to Las Vegas you know and um, and uh, so now that I've been here you know and it's it's been it's been up or it's been a downhill battle as far as uh, my skills it's just I my improvements have come so much like I'm happier you know I'm now with a fighter you know she cooks you know I'm not out at the bar every weekend chasing girls and drinking beers and you know it's like I, I train and I come home and I eat right and I'm in bed and I wake up and I train and it's just I'm happy and my skill sets have just exploded you know and it, it's been such a great fit okay um so do you do you do you pursue yourself doing um oh Chris are you back with us I'm sorry, could you repeat that question again, Christian? Uh, Christian, you're breaking up again. Sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. We'll get we'll get to his question. Um, well, uh, but so, so uh, for um for your uh, so, so do you see yourself doing uh? All your future uh, Ryzen fights, or just any fights in general, at Extreme Couture, or do you think you're gonna do some of the MMA lab? What do you think is gonna be? Um, what do you think? What do you foresee yourself doing? You think? Yeah, I foresee myself doing here in Vegas. Um, it's just, uh, you know, this is this is my home now. And, you know, this is uh, I've made made the bond with everybody. You know, like everybody in the lab is still my family and everything. But this is this is where my life is now, and this is this is where you know this is where I see myself finishing out my career. Okay, uh, so Christian uh, texted me his question since unfortunately he has internet issues, and he asked Johnny, "You grew up in Jefferson Township, Iowa. Iowa being a state where wrestling is pretty much king as far as the sports sports culture. But how much would you say wrestling has played up to your skills, uh, up to your skill sets?" Man, uh, so I would say just like the, that grind, that that uh, you know the wrestling grind, you know, fucking head to head going 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 that that has really helped my fighting you know and uh made me just a mentally strong person um but as far as like my mma style i like i like to use my wrestling in, in defense i like to put hands on people i'd rather i'd rather hit somebody in the face 10 times and use the same amount of energy as wrestling for a minute you know what i mean like uh, it's just uh it's just my style i like to knock people out but i can i mean don't don't I'll let that uh, you know don't get don't get it twisted. I'm a I'm a really good wrestler. You know I'm a great wrestler. I can, I can mix it up with guys in the room that had you know great D1 um, college athlete. You know great D1 careers. You know so my wrestling's good. It's just uh, you know I'd rather strike. And, you know, I'll use my wrestling when it when it's needed, like a good MMA fighter should. But uh, I'm not gonna go out there and take somebody down and try to grind them out. That's that's just not me, man. I'm, I'm out there. I'm trying to knock heads off and I'm trying to finish. Uh, he also asked, for those that who who don't know much about you, what can you say was your first introduction to martial arts, not just MMA? Oh man, 
so uh, I remember I was like, fuck, I was like 17, uh, high school kid. I was wrestling my whole, you know, I wrestled since I was in kindergarten, so I wrestled my whole life. I guess that would be my first real martial art experience. But as far as like, you know, uh, MMA or, or any combat combat sport, um, I was 17. My uncle, uh, Rick Tassler, he's a... Uh, He's a, he's a chief of police in Iowa as well. Um, he had just got into MMA and just started, he was jiu-jitsu, like karate, he, he was into jiu-jitsu, was a karate black belt, um, did some kickboxing, you know, and we went up to watch him fight one of his, uh, his fights in Iowa. And I just remember thinking like, man, who in their fucking right mind would get in a cage and try to fight somebody else to the finish, man? It just, it freaked me out. Like, you know, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't fathom locking myself in a cage and fighting to the finish but at the same time i kind of had like a little allure to it you know so uh so i thought you know I, maybe this fighting isn't for me but uh, i think i, I, I kind of want to learn it i kind of want to want to see what it's about you know then like anything you know you, you do it you start to get good at it and then you kind of want to test your metal a little bit <laughs> and, uh, and uh yeah I, I was hooked i was hooked from that okay so well, can you just tell us like the your after this fight, um, so basically, if whoever the win, wins this fight, they're going on to that lightweight tournament. Is that my? Is that the correct understanding? From my understanding, I'm already in the tournament. But oh, I've okay. Been, I've been I've been told I was fighting in April. That didn't happen. I was told I was fighting in June. That didn't happen. I was told I was in the tournament. So I mean, I don't know. My my focus is I'm gonna win this fucking fight, and then they can't deny it. Yeah, you know I mean, so uh, I'm just I was told this is just another fight. I'm already in the tournament. But hey, man, you never know. Yeah, I, I could have swore that, that that it was said that this was a qualifying match, or one of the one of the other lightweight matches was ha- that was happening was a qualifying match. I could I could be wrong, or I could have misinterpreted. But okay, okay, that, that's what I got. Okay, so so right now, do you have somebody who you want to face in the lightweight tournament? I know you'll probably say you know you'll fight anybody, but if there's somebody who you definitely want to go toe to toe with, who would you choose as your first opponent? I'm cool with everybody. I don't really know else is in there but I, I definitely foresee the, the best matchup like the the two best guys in the in the lineup right now are me and that little big kid um i think that's i think that fight's gonna happen at some point um you know hopefully it's in the it's for the, for the title and hopefully it's in the final uh it's the final fight of the tournament i think that's that, that way the fans win you know see us both work our way from the other sets of bracket and then in the finals, I think that's gonna be uh, that's kind of what I foresee. That's kind of what I what I hope happens. Did you see his fight? Fu- like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But as far as like like guys who I want to fight, man, I don't I don't really know, man. There's not like I thought about like Takori Gomi just because he's a he's a legend, but I've been a fan of Gomi forever. But then again, he's kind of you know he's I don't has even won a couple. I don't even think he's won a fight in the last five years, you know. So it's like it's, it doesn't really make sense to fight that guy, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm cool. Like, Damian Brown, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in there. Um, I thought we were going to fight when we were both side of the UFC. That never happened. Um, he's a good dude. He's a tough-ass dude. That would be a great fight. It would be an honor to fight a warrior like him. Kovic um, would be – that would be great. Diego Brandau, he's got a name. That would be cool to knock him out. You know, like, um, the list goes on and on, you know. Crookshank, obviously, is an exciting guy, you know. So uh, Right uh, now, I, I don't, they also I did announce – they did announce that – well, Bellator announced that uh, – Patricky uh, Pitbull uh, would be yeah. in this. Um, I, I think. It, 
Yeah, um, I don't know who he's facing or if he's getting him by, but he's supposed to be in there. So, I don't know. He could be the first guy you face. He could be, uh, uh, is this Little Pitbull or Big Pitbull? I get the two confused all the time. I think this is Little Pitbull. It's Little Pitbull. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yes, I think the, it was Chandler who knocked him out uh, to get the championship. I No. Yes. I think it was. Yes, 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 yes. I think it was. I think it was. I think you're right. But yeah, man, I mean, exactly. So that guy, that guy, he's a real world champion. He's had a, he's had a world title. You know what I mean? It's, it's undeniable. That guy's world talent. So definitely fighting a guy like him and beating him. When I beat him, if we fight, you know, I will, I'll beat that guy and I'll be able to prove the world. Like, hey, I'm a, I'm a real motherfucker, dude. I'm a real world champion. I'm not just out here beating, you know, guys that got cut from the UFC or guys that, you know, are coming from Russia or whatever. Like, I've mm -hmm. beat a real motherfucker, you know? And that's my goal. That's my goal, you know? I, I don't know where this, uh, where this go, where my career goes after my, my, my contract with Ryzen, but uh, I plan to fucking make a name for myself and, and, and put that paper away for my retirement. And uh, beating a guy like him is, is definitely going to make my stock go up. So uh, you did talk about Tofik Musayev, uh, that it was a fight that was supposed to happen, but you know, but it could be the fight that winds up in the finals. Did you happen to see his most recent fight against uh, Darren Cruikshank? I did, yes, yes, I did. Um, I saw a lot of good things. I mean, the guy's the guy's got he's got skills. You know, it's it's good to see that. Um, I didn't really see him get put in too many bad positions. I, he kind of he kind of led the dance the whole you know the whole time. So um, and I saw his fight before that against. Uh, I don't know what the Japanese fighter's name Tyson was. Tyson Osawa. Uh, yes, the guy. Yep, mm. I saw that fight too. So uh, the guy's got good skills, but I've I've never seen him in a fight when the guy when uh, you know you know when the when the skills are a lot more evenly matched. Not saying Crookshank is a tough guy. Not saying that uh, that Japanese fighter wasn't a good guy, but uh, there's definitely you could see <clears throat> there was levels that were missing. Do you uh, all, from, but, but when, when you see Tofik, do you think that he's a I don't know how to say. It. Do you think? Do you feel that he's uh, he's potentially a one note fighter? He, he's good at really one thing that's wrestling, um, and he's good at holding down his opponents. But maybe he's weak in other fields. No, not at all. I think he's a he's a very good complete fighter. I mm. think it's gonna be. Uh, I think that'd be a great fucking matchup. I think it comes down to who wants it more. You know, balls big, hand swinging, as the expression goes. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I've been there, and I've, I've had those fights where I've been in those wars, and I know, I know. Um, you know, I know what it's like sitting in the back and you lose those, and I know what it's like when you're sitting in the back and you win those, you know? And I know it feels a hell of a lot better when in the back when, you're, when you win those fights, you know? And I don't think he's had those fights yet, and I don't think he's had to learn the lessons of what it feels like when you lose, and I do. And, and because of that, that, when we fight, I'm not going to fucking lose. So can you talk about what the status of your contract with Ryzen is at this point? Is this uh, the last fight? Or, or Well, you said you're going to be in tournament, so I'm assuming that you have at least more than one fight on your contract. Is that correct? Uh, I have three left. Okay. I three. And uh, I, I pres uh, is, is that, does that include the tournament itself, or is that only counting, like, fights outside the tournament? No, I think it's just three total. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming the... Uh, tournament is going to be considered like a one fight. Oh, okay. I, I don't because it's like a one night deal, right? Yeah. So, so I, I'm assuming that's only going to be one, and then I'll have one after that, like you know, to defend my title is what the plan is. So. Mm. Have you ever fought more than once in one night? Um, no. So I actually fought with the PFL, um, the first season of the PFL tournament, and uh, ended up getting a draw in yep. the first uh, in the first round. That would have been my first my first experience with fighting twice. One night, but 
So actually, that's a great you bring up PayPal because we do have one question from a fan, uh, the C two at King Zero Twenty Four. He asked, um, "Why oh, were you invited back for the two thousand nineteen PFL lightweight season?" Um, I, yes, I was. I was invited back, and I, I kind of felt like uh, you know the PFL was so awesome to me. You know, they did these. It, it was just so awesome, dude. Like, I can't say enough good things about race after with the PFL. You know, they're just great people, great organization. And, uh, you know, where else can you fucking make a million dollars in one night, you know? <laughs> Obviously, that you know, that's... They got a very a, a very uh, lucrative uh, thing going on there. But, um, you know, I couldn't... I couldn't... I told Ray, you know, I couldn't wait until the season started off in May. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't wait around without a fight. You know, I needed to keep, keep active, you know? And uh, so that's how I ended up signing with Ryzen, and you know now I'm in there, now I'm fighting for their titles. So it's all, it's all, it's a win-win, you know. But yeah, I, the PFL is awesome. I was invited back, you know. Sepo was kind of bummed that that um, you know I wasn't, I wasn't able to be in this season. But uh, he understood, you know, he understood that, you know, fighters, you gotta, you gotta do what's best for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, Christian uh, texted me a question. He he asked. Um, if it weren't for MMA or martial arts in general, what would you see yourself doing as a as a as a way to make uh to make ends meet, or I guess for a full time job or something along those lines? Man, I, I I often think about that, you know, and I wonder what would have happened to me if I would have never gone into fighting, and you know, I I I, I, def, I know for a fact I wouldn't be the person I am today, you know, I probably I probably be back in Iowa, you know, doing a job that I fucking hated, working for some asshole, you know, going to the bars every weekend and drowning my sorrows away, and, you know, I know for a fact that it, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a happy person. Uh, MMA saved my life, you know, it, 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 it really guided me to, you know, to the man I am today. Uh, he also asks... Although Michigan has more rising fighters by state, which I didn't even know that. That's actually impressive. Uh, do you see an influx of more fighters from Iowa or the Midwestern United States going into Ryzen? Oh, man. I, that'd be cool. I don't know. Uh, I, it just depends on the styles, though, you know, because I know Ryzen, they don't really like wrestlers. You know, a lot of, a lot of Midwest guys are there. You know, they don't like guys to go out there and lay on you. They want usually want really good kickboxers and they want really good jiu-jitsu guys, you know. They want the clean death. They want a knockout or they want a submission. Mm. So, I mean, you know, and I don't really, like the Midwest MMA scene, I hate to say it, man, but it's kind of, it's kind of falling off, you know. There hasn't been a lot of, uh, there hasn't been a lot of rising stars out of the Midwest in a while and it just, um, you know, it comes down to uh, gyms, you know. There's not a lot of serious fighters anyway. There's not a lot of good gyms to train at. There's not really a lot of good promotions that care to build fighters, you know. They're just trying to throw shows together and get some, get some quick PDAs, and, you know, they're not really trying to build the sport of MMA in the Midwest, and I think that's why we haven't seen any any stars out of there in a while. So you're, are you saying, like, the days of Pat Militix and Matt Hughes and just other people for, uh, who, you know, made their names in the Midwest region and then obviously went on to bigger and better things. Is that is that something you think that maybe 
it's just not going to happen again. It's just it's going to be fires from from California, from from Nevada, from New York, from um, Dagestan. Well, I I hope not, man. I really I really don't. I, I really I, I don't want to see that. I, I really want uh, I really want guys out of the Midwest to you know I really want to be known for the badass fighters of the world again. But um, I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take a change. It's gonna take someone who's gonna want to get their hands dirty, roll their sleeves up, and actually work on building the sport, building fighters, getting, making sure there's good training, man. you know, and, 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 it's, and it works on a, on a multi-layers multi uh, kind of thing, you know, because, like I said, it's not it's not just one issue, you know, it's not just like, oh, there's not good fighters, or like, oh, there's not fighters, I'm going to take it serious, okay, that's one layer, then it's like, okay, so now you got serious fighters, now where do they train at, so mm. now you don't really have any good good gyms where it's like okay we got everything under one roof i got a head coach who's been there at the game who knows what's going on okay and then you got a good fighter who's serious and you got a good gym who can, can build them now where does he go to fight okay there's all these promotions but what kind of good fighters can they have and are, are they gonna are they gonna build you or are they gonna try to you know make sure they're giving you the right advice so you're building your experience or are they just gonna try to get in there and sell as many tickets as they can and you're just another number two, you know. So I think it, 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 it's a, it's it's more than just it's more than just uh, you know like oh the next big thing this guy's a star. It takes more than that, and you know anybody's been in the sport long enough knows that you know it's not just you can have an amazing talent and if you got nobody helping you, you ain't going anywhere. So it's just I think it, it's gonna be a number of things. Uh, so actually, I um just briefly going back to your fight at Ryzen 17 at the Saitama Arena. You do have two wins, two finishes against Japanese guys at, at that arena. Are we going to see another finish again against a Japanese guy at the same arena that you has, you're always having so much success in? And in round two, by the way. Round two seems to be your, uh, your go-to round. <laughs> That's my go-to round. Yeah, hopefully I uh, get a first round and a, a nice KO sounds pretty good too. So that's the goal. Definitely I'm always looking to finish. And yeah, Japan's been good to me. You know, uh, two, two finishes over two Japanese fighters in and, and the second round, you know, that's kind of kind of like a rule of two-way going on there. But, um, yeah, definitely I foresee this fight going the same way, going there, you know, doing my thing and getting finished. Uh, I think the only way it could be topped off more is if you somehow submitted Kitawoka. Because no, and, and, and his 50 fights, or close to 50 fights, nobody has ever submitted him. So if you, he's only been knocked out or lost by decision. No losses by submission ever in his long career. And actually, in fact, um, the guy you were supposed to face uh, initially, um, Souza, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu wizard, is and you know black belt and competed at quintet and, and high-ranking Jiu-Jitsu guy couldn't even submit him. He had to knock him out on standing up by uh, to to beat Kitaoka. For sure, you know what? That would be actually be an outstanding accomplishment, then you know to do that. But that's Souza. He's he's got it all mixed up, man. He's not a real MMA fighter. A real MMA fighter knows like, hey, if I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna try to jujitsu submit this guy, and he he's good too. Then my slick jujitsu is gonna work because he's gonna know I'm doing slick jujitsu. But if I go out there and I thump him in his fucking head, and he's dizzy and he's looking and he's, he's scrambling around and whoop, next thing you know, I got him by the neck. That's different. So, I, 
jujitsu and, and MMA are completely different sports. And people that, that get confused thinking like, oh, this guy has never been submitted, or and he's gone against the best jujitsu guys. Is well, yeah. I mean, that's because the guy knew he was going to go out there and he was going to do jujitsu. But when the guy's going out there and he's thumping you in the head and he's fucking wrestling you down, next thing you know, the, those arms and those necks, those feet, they just start popping up at, at pretty, you know, at pretty unique angles, and, and that's that's the way a true MMA fighter gets his submissions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So, uh, 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 my uh, Christian says, you know what they say about things coming in twos, but the Kitaoka fight should be as fun as a fight. He had with Roberto Satoshi D'Souza, which was actually a really good fight. I don't know if you actually got a chance to see the fight that he had uh, with with uh, with uh, Souza uh, Kitawoka at the last Rising show. Did you happen to get a chance to see it? I did. Yeah, I watched that fight. Too. Yeah, uh, that, that was the first fight I watched to study this guy and really to get any game film on him. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't know what the what the saying of what comes in twos. I don't know. Uh, um, I think um. What is it? I've heard of, of threes. I've heard the thing of coming in threes. Uh, when celebrities die, they die in threes. But I don't know if that's if the connection is the same with that. Um, uh, but uh, actually, uh, want to also ask, um, what, what do you do when you're not training? Um, what is, is do you play video games? Do you go hunting? It seems like every MMA fighter I talked to so far, they mention hunting. Uh, when they, when, I, I what do you do when you're when you're just there's no fights and you're just it's a it's a day off for Johnny Case. Uh, I'm a homebody man. Like uh, I read a lot of books. Um, I also I coach I coach uh, MMA at uh, a gym here in Las Vegas at Venom Training Center. Um, also I have two little boys, man. They're, they're seven and eight years old, so I go home a lot. We you know we always just hang out, go on vacations, go trips. I like to take them and I like to take them. And, as many places as I can, you know, like they're little now, so I don't, I've never took them out of the country, but I try to, uh, hopefully by the time they're 18 and I can take them out of the country, they'll, uh, they'll have been to every, all 50 states in the U.S., so that's kind of my goal, you know, just being the best dad, being the best man, being the best, you know, the best man I can be, that's, that's my goal, that's, that's what I do in and out of the gym, and, and that's about it, dude, I like to go to the lake, I got a motorcycle, you know, a cross rocket, I like to ride, but. Other than that, man, I'm pretty chill. Shoot guns, obviously. I shoot guns. I don't really hunt because uh, I, you know, I don't really, I don't really, you know, know how to how to clean it, clean it or eat it or whatever. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, I like I like shooting shit, blowing shit up. It's always fun. <laughs> oh, then July Fourth yesterday must have been great for you. You're probably setting off fireworks and all that. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't do shit. I, I didn't do any of that. But uh, I was over at some friend's house and. Uh, Across the street, there were these, oh man, there must have been 15, 16 year old high school kids that were setting off fireworks, and uh, we're out in the middle of the road, knocked it over, and shot them back into their garage and caught their house on fire, so, so me, and, me and my buddies had to run across the street and help these kids fucking panicking and running all crazy, running around the chickens with their head cut off, we had to, we had to put out the fire, and right when we got the fire put out, like literally right when the fire was out of that, out of it, they had all they had a big old surplus of fireworks in the garage still. It just went up in flame, just boom, 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 boom. And like it was like flashback to Vietnam, man. Like about, about blew our heads off. I just gotta say, I'm glad nobody got hurt because there have been crazy smell stories about fireworks of uh, factories. Just you know, someone some spark happens and it sets the whole place ablaze. And so I'm just really happy that like nobody got hurt. Yeah, 
Uh, Dude, yeah, me too. And it was, I mean, hey man, it wasn't for lack of a, a sketchy situation, I'll tell you that. Like, it blew up in my face and, like, I mean, I, I was super surprised. I didn't, I didn't get the first mark on, on anybody, so, yeah, we lucked out. <laughs> it was a fun story. It, it, it poor guy, man, they were going to shit in their pants. <laughs> I've never seen panics panic in somebody's eyes so much. Too, that's, that's too funny. That's too funny. Um... But, uh, Johnny, I, that's all the questions I have. I just want to give you an opportunity to plug your sponsors, your social media, uh, where fans can reach you, uh, all that good stuff. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for taking the time to do an interview with me. And, uh, you know, that, that means a lot to me. Um, I want to thank all my sponsors, Arizona IV Medics, um, Wheelhouse, Las Vegas, LV Chiropractor, uh, engaged venom. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. You know, just everybody that's that's in my corner. You know, everybody that's been there. My family, my friends, my teammates. You know, none of this would be possible. None of it would even be worth it without their love and support. So thank you guys so much for everything you guys do. Um, it, it's what makes it, it's what means the most to me in this life. So um, you guys. Hit me up, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Hollywood Case, and uh, Johnny Hollywood Case on Facebook. And um, yeah, follow my story. I, I, I've uh, kind of got a good follow, a little cult following with uh, my story posts. So if you guys are interested in that, give me a follow. And uh, yeah, hope to see you guys. Uh, hope, to, hope, hope you guys tune into my fight and uh, watch me get another win. Um, appreciate the compliments as well. Thank you very much, Johnny. Actually, sorry, I lied. I do have two more questions, so forgive me. Um, sure. What uh, Christian asks, what is your message to the fans who are just getting to know you uh, and for the doubters who barely have seen anything about you? Hey, man, you'll, if you're watching my fights, you'll know I'm a, I'm a fan pleaser. You know, I love to go out there and I love to finish the fight. And I, I love what I do. I love this journey. And uh, I'm just trying to be the best man, the best the best fighter I can be, and, uh, you know, and, and entertain. That's what this is all about, you know. Um, it's about the fans. It's about, you know, they, they, pay for, they pay for the seats, they pay for the pay-per-views, and they want to see fights. And that's when they watch me fight. That's what I do. I deliver every time. So, yeah, give me a follow. I'm not a douchebag like a lot of, a lot of uh, other people in this sport can be at times, you know, a little... And also, I just want to give you the, uh, the opportunity to, in case of Kitawoka ever listens to this audio, um, I don't know if he speaks any English, but uh, feel, uh, I want you to, to say whatever you want to about him or to him. The floor is yours. Oh, that's a man of, uh, of little words, uh, but no doubt you'll deliver in the ring. Johnny Hollywood Case fights Satoru Kitawoka at Ryzen 17, July 28th, and I presume it'll be on Fight TV. I have not heard any official uh, word if it's going to be uh, on, on Fight TV like all the other shows, but I have to guess it will be. Um, but other than that... Johnny, thank you so much again for doing this interview. We look forward to the fight. It's going to be exciting. 
Uh, and we definitely would love to talk to you after, uh, presumably, you win this fight. Hell yeah, man. Yep, my pleasure. I'll, uh, I'll plan on talking to you guys in the winter circle. Appreciate it. Thank you so much again, Johnny. Have a good day now. Hollywood.